Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Realm of Unknown. I'm your host Shane and today I want to preface this episode by saying that the specific topic is relatively short but it is a goodie and uh, before we get into it I do want to mention before we get started however that we are going to run some quick little promos within this podcast so if you guys are interested in having your podcast if you are also a podcaster Featured in any of the promos, please feel free to let me know at realmofunknown at gmail.com or reaching out to me on Twitter or Instagram at realmofunknown. I can't stop. I can't stop. Must follow. Stream October Pod wherever I go. Was you thinking about the show? Oh, please. Please don't start on me now, Rollo. Please. Rallo says smile! Rallo says dance! Rallo says go summon the devil! Edward October presents Octoberpod, a terrifying spook show. Available now on YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, and at OctoberpodVHS.com. Octoberpod, retro horror for bold individualists. I'm going to just get into it because, again, it's a short one, and uh, I'm trying to get episodes out pretty quick while all this quarantine stuff is going on so that we can sort of keep the relative schedule that was already there to begin with um, while not falling back too heavily on it. So the today's episode is featuring the Van Sant Covered Bridge. Now I might be pronouncing that name incorrectly. It's either Van Zant or Van Zant. Some versions of it, it has a D, but the one I'm specifically talking about uh, is spelled V-A-N space S-A-N-T. And this is also known as the Beaver Dam Bridge, and it is an historical covered bridge located in Salbury Township near New Hope in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. This is a county located north of Philadelphia County. If you can sort of imagine the shape of PA, this is located towards the lowermost triangle type point at the uh, bottom right-hand corner of the state. The bridge was constructed in 1875, and it spans the length of 86 feet, or around 26 meters for any of our international listeners. It also was constructed with a latest truce uh, sort of style in mind, which is a sort of bridge construction style that involves a lot of diagonal beams. And the Van Sant covered bridge remains uh, the last covered bridge that exists in the Salisbury Township. Due to this, uh, it has become an historical location within the National Register which ironically enough happened on my birthday, December 1st, but back in 1980. And that's it, honestly. <laughs> like I said, the hell, this is really short. This is, or I should say, when it comes to the history of this bridge, this is pretty much it. There's not really too much to know about this. This isn't the oldest location that we've discussed. Again, this was constructed in 1875. However, due to that, also, I guess, due to documents or whatever, the architect that constructed this is unknown, or at least is not easily ductible from anything that I've been able to find. And as for the name, however, Vincent is actually something that's rather common throughout Bucks County. Now, there are a lot of people that have this name and throughout history has had this name in this area. Most 
most often uh, being immigrants from Central Europe, and they settled within the Northeast. However, this possible naming connection, uh, especially within the Bucks County area, could relate to a man named Joshua Von Sant, again spelled V-A-N-S-A-N-T. There are other spellings um, where it's all one word, or the Sant part has a D before the T. However, this Joshua fella, who at the very least, he is associated with the Van Zant house, also uh, located in Bucks County. But whether or not he's also has some connection to the other locations with a similar name, such as the Van Sant Road, the Van Sant Airport, and as we were discussing, the Covered Bridge, I'm not fully clear. But at the very least, there is some notable historical connection between someone who is prominent in the area having this name linked to at least one location. Again, I don't know if the naming convention is uh, linked here, but he was a prominent uh, settler in the area, so it could potentially sort of link there. Again, when it comes to this bridge, a lot of its history is an enigma, at the very least when it comes to the sort of mundane, just basic know-how when it comes to locations and historical landmarks. But, thank goodness for this, uh, when it comes to the more strange, the bridge is a bit of a standout as we are going to talk about some of these stories and rumors that are linked to it that have sort of made it somewhat infamous. So when it comes to the Vincent covered bridge, there really is one primary story that has made it, again, infamous in some ways. And with this story, it also gained the nickname Crybaby Bridge. However, the story has two different variants when it comes to the details, or I should say, primary structure of it. The first version of the story has a woman with a baby who was attacked and murdered several years back. Afterwards, the killer is then said to have drowned the baby in the creek that the bridge overhangs on top of. And when the man was eventually caught, he was then charged with the murders and sentenced to death. They hung him within the rafters of the bridge itself. Now, the second version of the story simply involves the woman and her child. Sometimes it has her having twins. Now, in this story, she is unwed, and she had no way of supporting herself or her kid-slash-children. And this situation drove her into just desperation, and shortly after giving birth, she traveled to the bridge. There, she would take her own life, along with the lives of her baby and or babies, And with this version of the story, I should say the version of the story that involves the twins, she jumped off the bridge, and then they all sort of drowned together. While with the version with the solo child, she drowned the child and then hung herself on the bridge. Regardless of the story that you might come across, all seem to converge when it comes to the bridge nowadays and the sort of rumors that are linked to it. There are stories and accounts of disembodied cries heard while crossing the bridge, and some say that it sounds as though it is an infant wailing, while others say that they hear the cries of a mother mourning the loss of her baby. Now when it comes to providing evidence to these particular stories, you're pretty much out of luck. Newspapers and death records can't really link things together very well, however it should be mentioned too at least for one version of the story, that the idea of jumping off the bridge is not really possible. Again, it's a covered bridge, so you can't really just walk off. So the only way that you could dive off is 
by jumping off the banks of the creek, which is only around like 10 feet or so, being like a sloped incline. So it's it's possible to die, but it's not possible to jump off the bridge, so that story may be skewed in some regards. However, as mentioned earlier, the Vansant Bridge is also known as Crybaby Bridge, again due to these stories. The interesting point, though, is that this title is associated with a lot of bridges all throughout the country, and if you would think about it, the world. When it comes to the Crybaby Bridge stories, through at least here in the U.S., the Vansant Covered Bridge is one of, if not the original bridge that could have possibly sparked this naming convention, due to its age and the prevalence of the stories and when they came about. And despite Despite this information being rather minimal for the stories, it is still possible that they did occur in one way or another, especially since the stories surrounding the bridge are so active. And what are the stories? Uh, So when it comes to the afterlife and when it comes to the bridge itself, it seems to be something that is more commonly accepted with those who have visited the location. Those who go to the bridge have reported capturing images and videos of floating orbs, which is debated but is also rather common within the paranormal community. The bridge itself gives off a rather eerie sensation with people reporting the feeling of being watched or just not being alone. Again, oftentimes people report the sound of disembodied voices and cries coming from what people believe to be either the infant or possibly the mother from the original stories. Investigators and visitors have also reported seeing the apparition of what they believe to be a pale woman, who they claim to see either crossing the bridge itself or pacing back and forth near either entrance of the structure. It's questioned if this is the mother from the stories or if it's just some possible other explanation. But whether or not, you know, this is the case, people do still see it. But it should be noted that these particular reportings of an apparition are rather few and far between, so the validity of these particular sightings is slightly more debated due to there not being as many uh, reports in numbers when it comes to this particular type of haunting. And another sort of strange rumor and or story associated with the gym, or the gym, the bridge, which stems from, again, sightings and reports that people have nowadays, involves the potential hanging of several men on the bridge itself. Now, we did mention hangings within the core stories being either with the version of the man committing the murders or the woman killing herself. However, it is also rumored and or possibly incited from mediums who visit the location that the bridge was also used to hang criminals who were accused of a crime that took place on the bridge back in the late 1800s. These men were hanged and are said to still haunt the bridge themselves. Possibly this could be an explanation for the eerie sensation that people report, or it could also explain why some photographs that are taken are just littered with orbs to the point where you just really can't see much. And that's... A lot of the stories. Um, it should uh, mention a few things, though, with its conclusion, that people have brought up the possibility that these sounds and the wails that people hear uh, with the bridge itself could either be attributed to the wind and the breeze moving through the bridge and the sort of cracks and crevices throughout it, 
or the slightly more possible explanation that people are providing is the sound of foxes, uh, particularly the red fox in the area that could be making those sounds. Again, uh, if people don't know, foxes have a really weird vocal range. And uh, if you are not aware of it, it could really sound like something strange. It is also noted that the Van Sant house that we mentioned earlier um, is not too far away. And uh, again, it possibly has some connection with the naming convention. Uh, It is supposedly haunted by the original owners of the house being Joshua and his wife. However, the stories are rather vague and generic, so I didn't really want to sort of lump it in altogether, and the covered bridge is definitely the more, I would say, touristy type of traction, because most of the topics and sightings that are reported are from people who are traveling through the area. Uh, If you were to look into this report, a lot of the sort of stories that you would hear would come from social media posts or people posting on their blogs or forums about their own personal visits to the location, whether they're locals who are just visiting. Um, This has sort of become like a type of urban legend type thing in the area. It's definitely known. People back in high school and stuff would talk about it being one of like the haunted areas nearby. You would go and you'd visit or you'd drive through or you'd just go with friends. It's definitely one of those types of spots. So potentially just through word of mouth sort of stories have grown into something greater than what they actually are with this location but it is still interesting to see and it's nice to know that we have some uh bizarre locations like that within this area because pa is old and um it's interesting to know but again this is a shorty uh with this week and i believe next week we will be having dual uploads so today you'll be having this episode and possibly hopefully you should also be getting the episode on deja vu which was a patreon poll winner of last month so if you guys want to check out the patreon to support some of the content that's coming out you can do so by going on to patreon.com forward slash realm of unknown we have monthly polls and this month is in association with next month's theme which is going to be monsters so there's a poll currently up over there if you would like to vote on the new episode for next month And I do want to have a quick little note that I am posting a lot more um, audio recordings from EVP sessions that took place during an investigation at Laurel Hill Cemetery. So if you do want to check those out and you want to get your hands on them and sort of just listen for yourself and sort of look at all the uh, stuff that we come across, you can do so by going over there as well. There are two audio tracks currently up in public. The rest are going to be locked behind any of the tier lists, but there is one $3 and $5 tiers So if you do wish to support the podcast, you could do so over there. But otherwise, leaving a review would be really helpful, but that's really it. (laughs) Again, there's not really much to say for this episode. I do hope you guys did enjoy, and if you want to stay tuned for new updates and new scheduling stuff with this sort of thing, be sure to check out, again, the uh, Patreon, the Twitter, and the Instagram at Realm of Unknown. Hope you guys enjoy, and I'll see you guys next time. Remember to stay spooky. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com.